It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the best. It was the best. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the best. Hello and welcome to Shaken Not Move, the only podcast that never got on board the Battletoad Circle Jerk and thinks the remake looks like a big giant piece of frog shit. I am Fuzzy Dan and on this week's episode number 37, I'm joined by a man who's not not licking toads, it's Mr. Duty Dutrum. How are we, Kimasabi? <laughs> I'm not not licking toads. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, I'm, I'm. I don't know. If if you were presented with a toad, would you lick it? Is my first Fuck question. No. no, there wasn't there reports a couple of years ago or something that like people were licking toads and then growing hair on their tongues. I'm like, there's other ways of getting no, hair on the, your tongue. I, <laughs> people were not growing hair on their tongue. They might have been tripping balls. They were not growing hair on their tongue. Take a look. <laughs> Take a look. Furry well, tongues. Th- Back to my intro, though. Uh, Toads, Battletoads specifically. Did you ever play it? Did you ever hear about it? Are you aware of what a Battletoad is? Uh, I know it's a. it was a DLC character as, as well in the most recent Killer Instinct game that you could play as the Battletoad. But sure. that's yep. all I really know about it. Apparently, it's a very hard video game. It's a very stupid video game. It's one of those ones that... Well, they're doing a remake for it. Um, they came out at the, I think it was the Xbox conference at E3 this year, um, that they're doing a remake, which essentially just looks like this little bloody side-scroller shit fest. And they're just, you know, making all the old things cool again. And it's just not. So, I don't know. Let Battletoads die. Remember, Pogs? Um, they're back and in Battletoad form. <laughs> But yeah, like everyone, like who, like there's massive fans of this game. They're like, it's the best game ever. It was a piece of shit. It was a piece of shit then. It's a piece of shit now. It's going to be even worse because when it gets your shitty old game format and new graphics, you're going to realize how bad it is. So fuck you, Battletoads fans. They were, I said, <laughs> Jesus. I got problems with Battletoads, all right? Fuck you. All right. Now the things I have don't, don't have problems with. Uh, what have you been playing this week, buddy? This week, um, in the prep in preparation for the British GP, I've been actually playing a lot of Formula One, catching up to the real life uh, sort of Formula One. Um, sure, sure. And for for anyone who's interested or cared, probably none of you, uh, I started the game playing uh, with Daniel Ricciardo in Renault, and I got so good I actually kicked Lewis Hamilton out of Mercedes, and it's now me and Valtteri Bottas racing Mercedes. Wow. So, I'm that uh, good. I for anyone who doesn't know, <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know what racing is, um, that's really good. So well done to you, buddy. Um, <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Find, there's there's always this really small microcosm of people that like games and then also like sports games, and it's just like there's <laughs> like really small group that really doesn't really mix well. So when you look at things like games like this, it's a very even a smaller subset of people that like sports oh, like yeah. motor racing and also like games so well yeah, i am four people out there that enjoy it <laughs> that you you spoke some truth to them 
Well, I am. Uh, I'm picking up a copy of Formula One 2019 on the PlayStation 4 as well. Um, Ooh! So I understand that you've got a copy of it. Uh, a mate of mine, Liam, has a copy of it, and I'm interested in actually playing some online racing. And though I'm going to use the Xbox version for my my career campaign, and and you know continuing with the single play for that if i want to go online and have a bit of fun racing and stuff like that with with people I actually sort of work with and talk a lot of formula one with i'm actually going to pick up a, a playstation 4 copy of it uh probably in a week or so good call mm, um, mm. yes excellent call i think it's a it's a great game like I got, I got a chance to review that um earlier this year it's so much fun it's such a fun game so much better than 2018 uh which we did that twitch stream for and i sucked um so yeah i'll look definitely get it if you haven't got it get it on playstation come play with us we oh yeah do that stuff yeah. yes um but uh, other than that um i haven't actually been playing anything because essentially i was playing that f- and the uh, the form one race was on a uh, sunday night for us and then uh, i went and got myself a new tattoo so i can't rest my fucking arm to play video games which is kind of annoying but it's gotten to that stage now where i can i can rest it without uh, irritating my arm and i've just gotten the rev- uh, a review copy of marvel ultimate alliance 3 so unfortunately i won't be able to review it for this episode for the- anyone who's listening but i just got myself a copy it comes out today for the for the people listening but as we're recording a, a day prior to we got a review copy for it i'm very excited for it uh and i'm actually going to be doing a, a video review of the game but i'm going to be playing essentially the whole game or as much as i can basically the whole game because it's not a very long game but i'm going to be playing that with my, my wife um because a it's a diablo top down sort of game b it's diablo co-op. thank you <laughs> whatever uh <laughs> c, c it's on your phones. Don't you have phones? And uh, it's a <laughs> it's a multiplayer superhero cooperative game. And uh, I showed my wife the roster, and she went, "Yep, I want to play that. I'll, I'll play it with you." And and she quite likes cooperative games, so I want to get her take on it for a video review as well. Nice. Okay, that's really cool. So you're not going to do an all nighter tonight or a sick day tomorrow and just crunch it out? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, look, we'll make this a very short episode so that you can get back to it. Um, it is a very news-heavy episode this week because, uh, as Duty was saying, a review for next week for Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Uh, I'm also working on a game that I can't talk about until next week, uh, so that will come out next week as well. Um, so, yes, yeah, so new games next week. This week's all about news. Um, oh, I will say as well, though, uh, thank you very much, Duty. You lent me the copy, uh, your copy of Days Gone. Oh, uh, yes. I have been playing that. Wow. Wow. Is that it a good is a lot of fun? I, you like I'm it, really yeah. enjoying I'm really enjoying it. The I will say the motorcycle riding is a little bit It's a little archaic. Uh, oh archaic in the extreme, I will say. Um a little bit extremely arcadey. Um it's it's like you're riding a dirt bike, but you're riding like it looks like a, a road cruiser bike, so and there's a little bit of that, which is a bit weird. Um I would like to see a bit more I'm slowly getting up the levels to get better weapons, so you know, building up some of that stuff, and it becomes easier to take on the hordes and some of the other combat stuff. Yeah, yeah, uh, it, it gets really real... interesting when you've got no weapons and you're hiding in a bush and stuff like that. Yeah, look, I, I would like to see some of the like the, the weapons that you build to last a little bit longer. I really just don't like that. It's something they put into zombie games all the time where things degrade over time, but it's like, hey, here's this spiky baseball bat that I've created, and oh, no, it broke in like half a dozen hits. It's like, that's not realistic to me. So it just mm. they, they try and amp up a little bit of the realism factor and then take it away completely. So I don't know, they're, they're having a little bit of uh, each thing's both ways. So... 
Now look, really enjoying it though. I think it's a really fun game. And um, if you're looking for like a standalone single player zombie open world game, then that is the game for you. Yeah, it is. It is a, a, a bit of fun. Unfortunately, I haven't had too much time with it. Probably a, a few hours or so. But yeah, it's 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 been a lot of fun from what I've seen. Don't worry, buddy. Like, you yeah. you won't be getting it back because I'll be finishing this game. <laughs> I think anyway, I've got your copy fine. of Hor- yeah. I've got your copy of Horizon Zero Dawn that I haven't even played yet as well. Damn it! Hold it hostage. All right, that is a good <laughs> game. You should definitely play that. Uh, but yes, anyway, that's uh, that, that's what we've been playing this week. Lots of fun. Uh, I've also been playing this other game that I really want to talk about, but I can't until next week because I you know, signed things that made me. Yeah, they're gonna. They'll take my firstborn child if I say anything. So, can't talk about it. But it'll be coming out next week. You've only got one child. <laughs> sure. Is this the tax well, department? Look, In that well, case, yeah. yeah. Well, okay. look. If we don't count Ian, then yeah, you've only got one. That's right. Yes, <laughs> human child. Yes. I don't want him this week. No, you take him. Do we? Do, does it, do either of us have to take him anymore? Like, I, I don't fucking want him. It's all your fault. <laughs> I didn't even want him in the first place. <laughs> I was fine before he came along. <laughs> oh. All right, back to news. Okay, Newsweek, um, and oh boy, we're starting off with a doozy, dirty. I've got we got to have a sound effect for this because it's an anthem price drop. Um, it happened again today. <laughs> Spotted in store today when I was purchasing my new phone. Yes. Um, and uh, drum roll, please. Anthem is now priced at a grand total of fifteen dollars for a oh new game. Oh my god! For a March release game, fifteen dollars. <laughs> fifteen dollars. It's it's so so low, and it is so embarrassing to see that. I can't imagine for them to price a game at this low. How many versions of this game they must have gotten, um, and how many they're just trying to get rid of now? Like that's that boggles my mind. They were probably is- hoping it was something like like there's there's games like you know when when an NBA 2K game comes out there's there's heaps of signs up at JB Hi-Fi like as soon as you walk through the door we are sold out of NBA on Xbox stuff yeah, like yeah, that like yeah. they were probably hoping for that sort of thing and they've just gone like look we'll give you a copy of Anthem with every five dollar CD you purchase it's it's getting that bad and like you think about it though like they had that slow month long release period right and so mm. because of the dribbling out of all this stuff people were going oh crap it's no good so by the time that reg- like you or I go around to purchase a copy everybody already knew it was shit so nobody was buying it so they would have had to purchase those like pre-order them months in advance right and they would have had no time to actually pull out of all of that so they're just trying to get rid of them now so if you really want to play Anthem <laughs> and you do not already have a free copy, which they are just giving away everywhere else, uh, you can find copies, brand new copies, for $15. So um, it, It's a really good Iron Man flying simulator for about five minutes and then you just sort of put it down and uninstall yes. it and you realise you've wasted three hours waiting for the updates to install. Oh, I've wasted my life. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. So, yeah, $15 for Switch. Uh, sorry, for Switch, for Anthem. Get on it now. Um, now, number two piece of news this week. Uh, Henry Cavill has been posting lots of stills from um, his uh, new upcoming TV show, The Witcher. Um, very excited. Very excited for this. Very excited. Latest photo, though. Most exciting shot of all. It comes with the game's most important character of all. Yes, it does. Roach. Yes. And Roach looks like a good boy. He looks like Roach. He looks amazing. 
Henry Cavill, I'm I'm still not 100% convinced on, but I, I think it's going to be fun, man. I really think it's going to be fun. I don't mind him. I actually quite like Henry Cavill as, as an acting choice. And, like, if you're picturing Geralt, like, Witcher 3 Geralt, who the fuck are you going to pick for that? Like, even if you had any amount of money in the world, it's incredibly hard to cast that specific-looking character as an actor, and I'm sure our friends at Netflix and Spool will review the living crap out of this and provide their thoughts. They just did it for sure. Stranger Things 3, and it was a great episode. Check it out. But it's going to be really, really hard. Even if it wasn't Henry Cavill, who would you cast as Geralt? And I don't really think there's many options. And having yeah, no. a younger Geralt, and a, and he's got to be somewhat broad, Henry Cavill wasn't doing any Superman gigs, because fuck knows what Warner Brothers is doing, but, you know... <laughs> Well, that was definitely his crotch and Shazam, right? That was definitely him with that crotch. No, shot. that was that was uh, Shazam's uh, Zach Levi stunt double, and they just CG'd the suit on. Oh, okay. So somebody else's crutch. So uh, those of you on Crutch Watch, uh, that is different crutch. It was not Henry Cavill's piece. Wouldn't that be a really good name for a podcast where you just crutch review watch. movies where you see actors' crotches and you review them? <laughs> Welcome back to Crutch Watch this week. Hot this crutch. week. <laughs> well, look. <laughs> That's also a good name for a band. <laughs> it's just a dick wearing a watch. And then uh, <laughs> and then when people like like with this, where you think it's Henry Cavill and then it turns up being somebody else, you go, oh, that was a crutch of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so many crutch buds. It's great. Anyway, moving back to the news. Um, speaking of crotches, uh, the Switch. Now, there's there's a bit of a phenomenon that's going on at the moment, and they've got a name for it. Now, I don't know if you've experienced this dirty on your Switch, uh, yeah. but I definitely have on mine. It's known now as Joy-Con Drift. No. Now, this, What's this? This is ba- basically when um, after a certain period of time, after you've used your Switch for a certain period of time, um, you'll you know press you know down on the, the joystick and basically the cursor just keeps pretending like you're going down or will move the screen around or whatever on its own. So essentially it's just locking in place uh, the Joy-Con movement. Oh, okay, um, yep, yep, yep. The only way to get out of it is essentially to uh, to power off and power back on again. Um, it's gotten so bad on mine that I can almost, like it almost happened every time I use the Joy-Cons and not the Pro Controller. So, um, yeah, I'm going to have to get those replaced. Apparently, or, or actually there is a fix for it um, that you can go through. Um, so I've tried to reset it, but um, it's not worked for me. But there are some videos on, on YouTube that you can look at that will potentially uh, fix this problem for you. Um, yeah. The current method that um, that Nintendo are recommending is to basically call up their hotline, they give you an address, and you post them back the Joy-Cons, um, and then they take a couple of weeks and fix them up and send them back to you. So, well, look, that's not too bad, because you also have the Elite controllers, and I believe Nintendo's like head office is located in, in Melbourne as well, so yeah. like, it's not yeah, going yeah. So, to you know, Queensland or something. That's right, but for those people outside of you know, Melbourne, that might take a little bit longer. So, look... It's definitely something that's happening. Um, it's definitely something to watch for. We, you know, people have talked about it for ages. I've showed you my, you know, how my Joy Cons feel. Like, you know, they feel like they're sort of moving a little bit in their when they're locked onto the the console. So, I don't know, oh, man. Yeah. I think 
I think we might just be seeing some signs of the aging of the Switch console. Um, and what's it been, like a year and a half, pretty much? Well, Yeah, actually, a year and a half, nearly two years or so, something like that, yeah. Yeah, so it's been out for about two years. I've had mine for about a year and a half, and that's when I'm starting to see problems. But it's a problem that's happening with a lot of people who are regularly using their Switch. So um, just something to be aware of um, if you're having an issue common problem uh, youtube search for joycon drift and uh, you should be able to find a solution for that issue well it was like um it's like you get this with majority of of well generally with any console like with the elite controllers people were buying with the the version one elite controllers is they had the grips peeling away they had yeah. the um the mechanical grip the mechanical um uh, thumbsticks that you could pull on and off and change them and stuff like that. If you constantly use one particular set of um, of uh, thumbsticks, the actual grip on the thumbstick would rip off and it would actually spin in place rather than actually being securely locked into the stick. Um, yeah, and uh, all that sort of stuff. But uh, we got the 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 version two and now we're actually getting the elite two point which hopefully resolves those issues. Yeah, and look, I, I've had problems in the past with um, either with my PS3. I had some issues with like you know the rubber um, stuff coming away from those. I've now have my metal thumbsticks, which are fantastic. So you know, like just doing little things like that to you know change your controllers around can make you know can extend the life of the controllers that you have. Mm. Um, I do enjoy having you know the the elite controller for Xbox because you can you know change the thumbsticks around, which is great fun. Um, and I'm getting, I've got some metal thumbsticks on order for that as well. So there's just, you know, there's ways to extend it. But with the Switch, essentially, because it's set as as is, um, you'll need to replace the entire Joy-Con handle or get them refurbished. So just be aware of that. And that's, we talked about the Switch Lite last last week. Yes. Um, yeah. You, you can't replace those things. So when that thing breaks, that it. That's, yeah. That's, done so it's game over yeah yeah very interesting and um, look don't yeah. buy yourself a switch slide get yourself a normal switch get the extra 50 bucks or wait a week or wait however long you need to wait and get yourself a normal switch well dude it's not worth it speaking of normal switches guess what they got a new normal Ooh. there is a new switch coming out they've just announced it uh i believe yesterday yes. uh, it came out on the nintendo uh nintendo's twitter feed from yes. japan uh, and basically they're announcing a new switch console that's coming out with extended battery life so they don't think they're offering it like they haven't shown much else as far as the comparisons are concerned uh, but they're saying a new model with a longer battery life so the current model, the um, they estimate between two and a half and six and a half hours. So that's the current model. Yep. Uh, the Switch Lite, they're saying three to seven hours for battery life. The new Switch model they're looking at is four and a half to nine hours of battery life. So it is a huge leap in battery power, um, which is going to be pretty amazing. So it looks exactly the same as your standard Switch, just with a much, much better battery. Um, they're saying that you can play... Uh, I believe it was Zelda Breath of the Wild they used as an example. Mm. Um, and you can get that. Uh, that should last for five and a half hours playing that in handheld mode. So, um, no, that's so. A, that's the thing. So I, I played and when I sort of provided my review for Resident Evil 1, the original Resident Evil 1 uh, game yeah. on the Nintendo Switch, it's an outstanding game. Capcom are fucking on a roll this year. They're, they're top oh, of yeah, the pecking board. And yeah. um, the thing I found with playing that game in handheld mode um, is because it is graphically pretty damn pretty for a for a switch game as well is so pretty so uh, so pretty 
so pretty. And um, it's got a, a sort of an exhaust fan port at the top of the switch. And you could really mm. hear that thing humming up and powering up. And then yeah. after a little while, I'm like, okay, there's, the screen isn't warm. So I'm not worried about any there being any screen burning. But I can feel... No he- the- heat issues, yeah. Yeah, but the back where the fan is is actually getting quite warm. So I'm wondering if, if them extending the battery life will be an issue in regards to the fan's sort of ability to keep the system cool because as the as it yeah. got really hot the battery is actually you know getting like five percent and then it was going to die so i'm like cool that's fine but if it's staying on for longer will the fan die out will it get too hot and will you get screen burning and all that sort of stuff yeah look i i don't know at this stage and they haven't haven't talked about that they've just talked about you know essentially you are like uh legend of zelda was a, a massive um, battery burner, like uh, like with Resident Evil. So previously mm. they were they were saying best case scenario you're getting about three hours on uh, on the old model um, when you're playing Breath of the Wild. I'd probably say less than that, um, but they're saying that you're going to get close to about five five and a half hours on on the new model. So they're nearly doubling what you can achieve on that. So potentially has some other issues like you're talking about with heat, but I would imagine they would be looking that they'd, they'd be working around that as much as they can. Um, yeah. With uh, with a new larger size battery, so really interesting to see what happens. Um, but yeah, that's coming out. They haven't given a release date, I don't think yet. But I'm imagining that's going to be um, around. Oh, here we go. Uh, actually, they have. They're saying around mid August um, that they're going to be rolling that, that out. So that lines up closely with a new game coming out for the Nintendo Switch that I am very excited for. Ooh, there we go. Um, so there you go. So that's um, that's all happening. So lots of things happening for Nintendo. Uh, they are lining up for a massive, massive Christmas period um, mm. with, yeah, just everyone getting new stuff. So maybe time to upgrade that Switch uh, or get into it for the first time if you haven't already. I will say I, I much prefer the Nintendo Switch to the PlayStation 4. And I'm not saying that PlayStation 4 is, 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 is lesser than a Nintendo Switch, but I find personally... Outside of my <clears throat> outside of my Xbox, my next lineup is I'm using the Switch, and then after you know, if I'm not using the Switch, I'm using the PlayStation, and if I'm not using the PlayStation, I'm using my gaming PC. So like that's my pecking order. Like I'm finding the Nintendo Switch is I'm really looking forward to. It probably is finished downloading right now, but I'm looking forward to starting up Marvel Ultimate Alliance three because that will be a game that keeps my Switch alive until yeah. Luigi's Mansion two comes out because. Between those two sort of Do you games, mean three or three. Sorry, sorry. They're, they're the only sort of games that are keeping me active on my Switch. Like I, I'm not yeah. going to pick up Zelda when Zelda comes out. Um, I'm, you know, I finished Mario Odyssey. I mean, I, but that's that's your problem. I mean, you can be wrong about that stuff. That's okay. No, like people, people can can decide their own opinions rather than following the herd. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, look, I mean, I agree. I think like the Switch has, has has been a fantastic console, and it's it's probably it's pushing very close to my favorite um, at, at all. So, like, out of everything at the moment. So, yes. So, I hope I'm, I may actually get a new one. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Mm. I need to spend money. I've just, so much money. It's such a problem. Damn it. So much money and not enough games to buy. Um, speaking of games to buy, uh, last yes. piece of news this week, The Division 2. Yes, you know, great game. Big fan of great this game. game. Yep. By Ubisoft. There we go. Uh, so The Division 2, the creative director, Julian Garrity. Ger- I don't know. It's a weird name. Ger- G-E-R-I-G-H-T-Y. 
Get righty. So Get righty went out on the uh, Twitterverse and he was posing uh, a question about single-player narrative-driven spin-off of the division. Ooh. And um, just basically giving some, you know, some ideas. Oh, you know, could be this, could be that, could be that. And then he finished up his tweet by saying, "Thoughts." Now I'll put it to you, Judy, that that's some lazy fucking ass reporting. It's, I mean, I can think of another not to be mentioned newsreader uh, on an unidentified podcast that comes out to the end of his statement and just says discuss so <laughs> saying saying thoughts is just as fucking lazy i mean thoughts duty <laughs> look i i personally like the premise of the division like the 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 sort of the the the, the drawing in card is the is there's a play going around. It was originally sp- spread by money, and it's making people sick. Some people are dying. It's causing you know states to go into complete chaos and shutdown. That sounds dollar, like dollar re- bills, y'all. Yeah, that sounds like a really really good drawing card for making a a very in depth story and stuff like that. And the division is an outstanding game. It is great to play with friends. It's it's very sort of entertaining to play in like the dark zone against other players, stuff like that. But the sure. one thing I find it lacks is the story. When I'm doing missions, I'm like, cool. I'm going to an area. I'm clearing this house. I'm picking up something, or I'm re- retrieving something, or I'm saving something, and then I'm beating a boss, and then I'm leaving the area. I'm leveling up, and I'm doing it again. Like I'm doing that. In until I reach the, the level cap, and then I'm doing it again until I reach the gear score. Like, it's not story-driven. I don't care what I'm doing in these missions. All I know is, is I'm doing the mission, I'm killing a boss, I'm getting some form of reward for doing it, and then I'm moving to the next one. It's I I find with games like, like Splinter Cell does story really, really, really fucking well. And it does co-op really well. Like, there are some missions you can only do co-op, and if you want these particular rewards, you have to do the co-op missions. That works fine because if you just want to do the sta- the standard story, you can do the standard story. But if you want, you know, the s- the sneakiest boots that no one will hear you until you're like right up already behind someone, you need to finish the camp the co-op missions and get like a three yeah. out of three star or something like that. Like, I like that idea, and I think that's where the division can come in. And I'd like to see the division because they're Tom Clancy games. I'd like to see them sort of blend in with. Uh, the Ghost Recon games, because Ghost Recon's had crossovers uh, recently in Wildlands with uh, Splinter Cell, which is fourth echelon. So, like, let's show the different actual sort of break in, uh, breakups or different divisions of the Tom Clancy universe. Like, yep, the divisions are your sleeper agents, your Ghost Recons are your sort of, or your recon teams and all that sort of stuff. Your Splinter Cell or fourth echelon is, like, spies and stuff like that. And let's actually sure, build sure. an MCU of the division or the MCU of... <laughs> of of Ubisoft games, like Judy, sure, you can Judy, throw a missing, fucking assassins. You're missing the obvious here. It's the Clancy verse. It's the ah, uh, the Clancy verse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that. we get Clancy Brown in there as well, and um, <laughs> I don't know. Are there other, I don't know any other Clancy's. I assume there are. Uh, I think yes. you could throw in Assassin's Creed a little bit because, like, yeah, you've got spies, then you've got assassins, then you've got division agents. You've got like all these different sort of breakups. I think there's there's a there's there's so much dark, like so many things that. Uh, Ubisoft own that you can make it its own universe and tie things together like Rainbow Six can easily tie into fucking Splinter Cell like there's so many cool things you can find a way to tie it in and I think a single player division game can be the Iron Man of the MCU that sort of starts to link all of them together like they make references to to Sam Fisher and they make references to fucking you know Twitch or something like that in Rainbow Six and stuff like that yeah 
Uh, look, I, I just love it. I love that they're asking these questions. But to be honest, I think, you know, it's a good move from them to actually mm. be thinking about that. They should have probably just fucking announced it because you look at what's happened. You know, I think back to when was it, 2017, when we had EA coming out saying single-player games are dead. It's all about multiplayer. And then 2018 and 2019, single-player games just dominating everything. So Yeah, you know, exactly. We, we've had such good games come through, which have just been amazing, which blow us away. And then, you know, don't ask us. Just fucking deliver. Just put it out there. The Division 2, love it or leave it. I mean, I, I had a bit of fun with it, but I, to be honest, haven't gone back to it. But, you know, like, give us a single-player game. Give me a single-player game in The Division. I'll probably play it. I think it sounds a lot of fun. That's one of the things that I think has been missing from that game is that character. Um, and that you know those the developing players and understanding what's going on in the story it literally is like you say just go shoot something you know shoot the things that you can pump a bunch of bullets into another guy and then move on to the next site it's give me some My, story to it the the game is crying out for context to to provide a little bit more um, excitement so I think you could have a lot of fun with it I think if you want to do a single-player division game, I, I think that's a great idea. Incorporate some form of co-op into it because I would like to be able to play the division completely single-player. I don't have to worry about other players, whatever, but I can play it four-player co-op if I, if I want to. But my big sort of thing is, is don't use a very iconic, iconic, fun city for a single-player game because... If we got a single-player division game based in Washington, I'd be fine with it because it's more focused on the story rather than the, the locale. But if we sure. got a single-player division game based in, in Hollywood, Los Angeles, or, or in London, or, or something like that, I'd be like, okay, this is a more of a prime setting like Division 1 was for New York rather yeah. than Division 2 for Washington. Because I find Washington... Not to piss off anyone who lives in Washington or loves Washington. It's a fucking boring city compared to New it's York. Shit. New York it, is it's shit. You can standard. say it. You can say it. Washington is shit. We're saying that that is the official. Washington is the of Canberra of. Washington is the Canberra of, of uh, of the states. It literally is. It's, it's the, the fucking capital city. Yeah, okay. It's, it's the same fun, fucking yeah. thing. <laughs> but it's it's right. a boring locale. I'm like, cool. There's the White House. Don't care. Cool. Yeah. There's this. I don't care. I'm like, I want to see Rockefeller Center. I want to see like the Division One got me around you New go- York okay. in real life on my honeymoon. Like, I'm like, yep, cool. We're at the Rockefeller Center. We move here. Wait. No, there won't be guards there. We move here and we'll be right in fucking Times Square. There we go. Oh, and Mon's like, right, so well, how do you know this? <laughs> let's let's ask the question then, because we, we know that there's a, a Division movie coming out. Um, so Jake Dylan Hall qu- and yep. uh, shit. Jessica Chastain. That's it. Thank you. Yep. So announced, um, you know, that Netflix has got the rights to it, so it's going to come out. It'll be coming out there. I would assume, based on um, you know what what we know of the division and the story and stuff like that, they're going to try and set up the world um, and support it. So it's going to probably be based in New York around the time of the outbreak of the virus. Um, do you think they could potentially leverage um, this, you know, this movie coming out, use some of those same characters, set it back in New York, you know, tie it into the movie? Would that be okay? Going back to somewhere they've gone before? And I wouldn't mind setting it back Division in New York. Three yeah. in, in like London or something like that. Yeah, I wouldn't mind sending it back to back to New York. Like, yep, I because I think the first game is set a certain period after the events. Um, yeah. Where if you've got it as an well, the first game is almost like I think it's like uh, like a month after or something, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's around 28 Christmas. 28 days later? Yeah. Um, if it's the initial outbreak, that could be fun. Um, if it's more like, like, yeah, New York and Manhattan outstanding. But, like, you could do a little bit more Brooklyn because Brooklyn's only used for the, the introductory of your character and then you essentially just move to Manhattan and you can never go back. Like, hey, oh, there's a virus over here. Hey. Exactly, exactly. Like, yeah, I'd be like perfect. To, yeah. I'd like to see the Airbnb that I was at going, yep, oh, I stayed in that <laughs> basement. <laughs> oh, I got a great panini there. Uh, could be or fun. Like, could like be. Vegas could be a bit of fun. Like, Vegas, I find, would be a, uh, That could be more better for multiplayer because imagine, like, a boss fight inside It could of a be hotel. more better, Judy. It could be more better. <laughs> more endings. better than. <laughs> That's Man, my we podcast. should start a podcast. <laughs> More what it is, than... Holmes? <laughs> Home bushes. Uh... <laughs> That's a hairy we, bush. We... <laughs> I mean, it's not like they can sue us because, you know, they are no more. Uh, R.I.P.? Um, insert last rights here. <laughs> It's, it's a very if only sad I could, day. If only I could mimic Chris Brayton's laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it is unmimicable. Um, there we go. So you look, there we go. That was the news for this week. Uh, lots of things happening. I'm sure there's plenty more. If you've got um, any idea about what's going on in the gaming world, you wanted to us, us to talk about a particular piece of news and give you our thoughts, yes. our hot takes on the news, let us know. Um, find us at Shaken Not Noob on all of the things. Uh, we are Shaken Not Noob on Twitter, Facebook. Nope, no, we're, we're not shaken. even that. We're Shaken Not Nerd on those things. But yes. we do all of that stuff. Do the only thing we are Shaken Not Noob uh, is on Twitch. To which uh, I actually <laughs> to uh, Twitch. Uh, I actually had a, a work colleague walk around to me today and said, "Hey man, um, did you do? Are you Shaken Not Noob on Twitch?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "I watched your Dead by Daylight ones when you were live streaming it." Fucking, they were fun, man. I'm like, all right, maybe we'll take a look at that more. Maybe Maybe we will. (laughs) Because people don't like Dead by Daylight. (laughs) Maybe not Dead by Daylight. Maybe a good game. Who knows? (laughs) Hey, Dead by Daylight's fun. (laughs) Sure, sure it is. But look, uh, it's been a great week, buddy. Um, I'm looking forward to talking about our games next week. We're going to be talking about uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Yes, there's so many cool characters in this game, Place. and I'm really excited because, like, not only have you got your Captain America, your Iron Man, Star Lord, so on and so forth, you've got Iron Fist, you've got Luke Cage, you've got fucking Ghost Rider, you've got Punisher, you've got so many like, you've got the Marvel the, characters, you've, yeah, you've got the A list, <laughs> but then you've got all the way down to the B and the C list of characters where you're like, yep, yeah, cool. If you want to fucking play as Ghost Rider, you play as Ghost Rider, like. I'm really excited to do that, like, and I'm excited to see, like, because it's a four, it's a four-player pick system. Like, yeah, I'm going to pick two. My wife's going to pick two. What's the team going to look like? Are we going to have too many flyers? Are we going to have too many? You know, are we well, not going to have someone who's got brute strength or something? I, I, I absolutely hear where you're coming from, but I, I want in this game, like, you've got every game's got fucking Captain, you know, America and has Iron Man and whatever. I want some of the shit ones. Like, get, when you, you know, give me Hell Cow. Um, give me uh, Ruby Thursday. Give me Dr. Bong. Give me some really, like, incredibly, incredibly low-down Marvel characters. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, here we go. What, what's another one? Hindsight Lad. 
Um, so he shows up and says, says stuff like, oh, my God, you should have done that differently. It was better in hindsight. It sounds like um, Captain Hindsight. It does sound like Captain Hindsight. Maybe South Park stole it from somewhere. Um, so, yeah, there is another one, 3D Man. He sees everything in 3D. How does he Man. live? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or uh, probably Ian's favorite character, Leather Boy. Um, <laughs> Oh, he's the sidekick oh. for Big Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna message you a photo of uh, of Leather Boy. Um, <laughs> don't take this the wrong way, and immediately delete it from your message as well. Um, but yeah, if you if you're interested, check out. Yeah, just Google search Leather Boy. I'm sure you'll get the exact right result. That I'm oh my god. <laughs> 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 that is an MCU character, buddy. So unless they bring out a like a DLC patch where they go and starring Leather Boy, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. But yeah, you go for it. But look, I, I know he's listening because he loves the show. Al from the San Dimas School of Film, can you cosplay as Leather Boy, please? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Al. Please, 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 please. Uh, but yes, so there we go. Um, but look, we'll be talking about Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 next week um, and my as-yet-secret hush-hush game that I can't talk about until next week. We will talk about it on the episode next week. We'll review two games, not one, but two next week. It's going to be exciting and fun, so stay tuned for that. Uh, we are back this weekend uh, with Shaken Not Nerd, and we're talking about the Disney live action in the biggest inverted commas possible uh reboot of the lion king yes aka Macbeth with dogs um so <laughs> it's not the dog king <laughs> well cats sorry Macbeth with cats all right big cats um so yeah so that's what we're going to be talking about uh, Macbeth with cats and uh yeah that's coming out this weekend so stay tuned for that um, yes. But otherwise, duty. it's been a lot of fun. Um, I have to remind everybody once again to never, ever, ever pre-order anything, especially from EA. And remember to play with each other and play with yourself. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>